I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on the Crisis in Public Housing. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on all of our Street Soldiers episodes, both radio and TV, free of charge, on LisaEvers.com. Now, the recent cold spell left thousands of New Yorkers in the deep freeze, literally inside their own homes. Thousands of NYCHA residents found themselves without heat and without any real assistance or expectation of when it would come on. And if it did come on, there were questions about whether it would stay on. Now, old boilers and underfunding over years from the federal government have been blamed, but the nearly 600,000 NYCHA residents who pay over a billion dollars in rent each year believe they deserve better. We want to find out what went wrong, but more importantly, is there anything being done to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And what is the real state of public housing in 2018 here in New York City? we got a great panel to talk about this, so let me introduce them to you right now. Joining us is Shola Olatoye. She is the chair and CEO of NYCHA, that's the New York City Housing Authority. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank we you appreciate so much, it. Lisa. Also with us is Donovan Richards Jr. He's a New York City Council member, Democrat from Queens. He represents thousands of NYCHA residents, who's been getting calls since the weather got cold from people in need of heat and help. Donovan, great to have you with Thank us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Also with us is Glenn Collins. He's a tenant leader. He's the president of Redfern Houses in Far Rockaway. He showed us around what was going on there, and he still does not have heat in his family's apartment. Glenn, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Ms. Olatoye, let me start with you. In terms of how NYCHA did in this crisis, how do you grade your staff in the agency? <clears throat> You know, first of all, again, thank you, Lisa, for, for inviting us to, to this com important conversation. You know, this was an unprecedented weather event for New York. I think the mayor said we'd not seen temperatures like this in over 60 years. And, uh, you know, NYCHA, as the country's largest public housing authority, uh, has faced significant and continued disinvestment from the federal government for over 30 years. When I came in in 2014, we made a real effort uh, as part of our next generation NYCHA plan to be very honest and open with this city about the state of public housing. We had a $17 billion capital need, meaning we needed $17 billion today. A lot of the equipment is old. Okay, let me cut to the chase. Old. So a lot, years old. a lot of the equipment is old, understood. Yeah. A lot of the buildings have been around for decades. Yeah. Yes, it was the coldest spell we've had in decades here in New York City, but it, get cold, it gets cold every winter. I've been all throughout the city and in every single housing development, people say, this is what happens every winter. It's just people don't pay attention. Donovan, what are you hearing? Uh, listen, I think we heard uh, from thousands of residents, including uh, in Redfern Houses, you know, I, I think one of the biggest issues was really communication. I think that there were things that could have been done better. I think when it comes to ticket accountability, you know, residents were calling and they were putting tickets in and then they were seeing their tickets closed. So there was a lot of miscommunication that, you know, quite frankly, is not necessarily a budget fix. I do definitely uh, commend NYCHA uh, and our chairwoman for the work that she's done uh, to ensure that this issue of underfunding to NYCHA is at the forefront of okay, the Okay, but that's a long range. So let, let's talk about right now. Well, we last gotta, night, the city has to put last money night, Glenn and his yeah. family yeah. are sleeping in a cold apartment mm -hmm. that he pays rent for. He's got a family to support mm -hmm. and kids to raise, mm -hmm. wife to take care of. Mm -hmm. What's it been like for you, Glenn? It's been overly frustrating, you know, but um, we're definitely trying to trying to deal with it. But 
we're, we're just looking for answers. You know, um, the residents can't be blamed on this one. This is this is not the residents' fault. You know, um, have you, you've made calls and complaints specifically about your apartment? Calls, complaints, development complaints, individual complaints, um, emails, text messages, everything we could possibly do under the sun. Um, our elected officials came to our aid. We had. Um, we're having this meeting. You came to our development previously. We had a, 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 a press conference before, before you showed up as well. And we, we, we're just trying to take advantage of everything that we have to shed a light on an ongoing situation. All right, let's if get this guy. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I, I Give us a really, big picture here. I think it's really important both to talk about the specific development that um, Mr. Collins and his family reside in um, and the broader portfolio issues. Over 90 percent of our residents had heat this weekend. And for every per, and, and, and for the 10 percent approximately that didn't, there was which is which is both unacceptable. But 10 percent is still 60. 60,000 people, Chairwoman. Unacceptable. 10% is 60,000 people. Which is both unacceptable and and it should not be in 2018. But what do you say to and Glenn? So what I say to Glenn, and we've, we've spent some time talking, is the Redfern development and his family and those residents know it better than most, was hit tragically by Hurricane Sandy some five years ago. There was eight feet of water in their basements. So they we were, have fought, they were, they we were have in a bad to shape deliver. to begin they with. Were, they were already behind the eight ball. Okay. And so, and then we had a peninsula-wide uh, power outage. So there were a confluence, a, a confluence of events that led us to here. Here, we're going to, we're going to dig deeper. And we're gonna do an after action to find out what happened here. We okay, were talking but he, about we were talking about it was you're issues. saying like a perfect storm of there bad situations. Lot, there, was a, there was a perfect storm of some circumstances, but I heard and I hear the councilman and Mr. Collins saying communication can be better. We could always do better communication. But where is he? But, but I really want your viewers and your listeners to hear that we had some th approximately 3,000 men and women who oftentimes are residents of NYCHA themselves working on 24 different working. 24 hours and around the clock to, to both identify and fix the issue. I'm sure people were working hard and I'm sure you want heat for everyone else's family like you do for your own. But here's the thing I don't, I, I don't understand. Every other emergency we have in New York City, whether it's a power outage, whether it's a terror attack, whether it's a major fire, whether it's a water main break or whatever, there's an emergency protocol that kicks in immediately so that people are not suffering. People are not sleeping out on the streets totally unprotected. I didn't get that sense of urgency. Why weren't there warming centers set up immediately? Why wasn't OEM called in immediately when these breakdowns are coming? And did you even know that these breakdowns were well, happening fact, we until people were calling? A, a warming center. Look, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend every single action no, and that I, was taken. And I'm, you're not on trial and it's right? not a city no, council but I, hearing, but, but we're trying think, to understand. But I, I think it's important for both listeners and viewers to, to know, because the, the councilman and I were in touch you know, during this, during this, period, this weekend as well. The community center was open for our residents, you know, late and 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 for as a potential warming center. Which um, community center? The center that's at the Red Fern community. Is that true, no, Glenn? No, because um, was uh, partially that building has no uh, heat. Yeah, the actual Donovan. community center didn't have heat no. as well. Even I mean, even as up, up until so the warming we center does not have heat. I actually went, but they, so right, the warming but they center no, does not have heat. heat. Um, That's so what there we're was saying. heat that came on initially, but I think the day we met with your staff, actually, there was no heat in the center. The heat had just got on, I think, when we got there, and then it went out subsequently after. So I think there was some things, you know, that the 
NYCHA could have done better. And I like, think for it goes example, back to a warming center. I think there are things that they can do systematically. Every development has I a community think, center, right or thing, wrong, almost right, everyone. Right, well, you want to make the sure the center has heat. The bigger ones? But they're actually but getting, the a new, they're getting a new community true. center. No? They're getting a new community center. But the, the, the other question is, why aren't we inspecting the boilers ahead of time? You know, since we know the winter's coming. Because, you know, let's be honest, Project Heat has always been what we Uneven. talked about, right? Um, but but to see pro- the projects get no heat in, in certain Glenn, what do you what do you think about as you're as you're hearing all of this? Um, it's just really hard because you know the, the chairwoman is getting misinformation. Misinformation. Um, the people on the ground are not getting any information from NYCHA, and we're trying to understand where do we fit in to this entire process because it seems like there's no plan for the residents of NYCHA, but but the property is definitely being taken care of as far as there's a plan we have investors you know so we're we're just trying to see where do we as residents fit into these plans so you feel like the basic human needs are not being addressed i i I have to interject here which is to say this instance this weekend there were many problems there was heat restored it would break six hours later pipes would freeze etc etc it was not a perfect situation but Redfern, unfortunately, is is one of the lucky ones. They have $123 million of FEMA money that is actually going to rebuild their 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 boilers, rebuild their their distribution systems, rebuild their community centers, rebuild their entrances and doors and, and cameras. So for the hundred for those $123 million that's going to be delivered to Redfern, I have three hundred and I have another three hundred developments that don't have any prospect of those resources. So I think just to take a step back, the broad broader issue here should be what are we as a city doing to demand that that level of investment that is happening and underway at Redfern, despite these issues, is something that the rest of the one in 14 New Yorkers deserve as well. Glenn. May I please um, say something? We're very grateful. Trust me, we are very, very grateful. We're asking um, why is it taking so long for the process to actually be fixed? If you know we had eight feet of water in the basements, if you know the doors and everything else were corroded, and for the steps not even to be put into the plan of the scope of work, you know, it, it's, it's like... Like Hurricane Sandy was over six years ago. So what's going on with that? We need to take a short break. Let's give the chairwoman a chance to respond to that. Um, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, and the place to be. And the only place for you to ever be is right here listening to Lisa Evers on Street Soldiers. Rah! Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on NYCHA, the recent crisis over heat. Joining us for this conversation, the chair woman of NYCHA, Shola Olatoye. Thank you so much for thank being with for us. Thank you for having me. And thank you for coming here to address these issues. We appreciate it. Also with us is Donovan Richards Jr. He's a city council member from Queens. He represents thousands of NYCHA residents, also has family members living in NYCHA. Councilman, thank you so much for being thank with you. us. We appreciate it. Also with us is Glenn Collins. He's a tenant leader, the president of Redfern Houses in Far Rockaway, currently without heat still in his apartment. Glenn, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh, Chairwoman, there were accusations in the media that in terms of these tickets, which are the work orders, the the term that's given to the work orders, or at least least the term people use when they make a complaint, they're given a a ticket, a work order number, that NYCHA was cooking the books about the number of complaints that actually were received. What do you say to that? Well, well, one, you know, I, I, again, as I said 
before, we're going to spend some time to really understand what happened specifically at Redfern this weekend. Um, but our general process here is when there is a system-wide, i.e. development-wide outage, and there are work orders associated with that outage, when service is restored, our staff uh, go and take apartment temperatures, random apartment temperatures, to ensure that people have legal heat. And then the work tickets associated with that heating outage are closed. If an apartment still has in-unit apartment outages, we encourage residents to call because then there may actually be something specific to an apartment. A valve that's open, a window that's open, an air conditioner vent that's open. So, so Glenn, almost a week out since the storm, were you, did you receive any visits from anybody? There were, we saw the mobile command center, the NYCHA mobile command center that's there at Redfern. Have you received any visits? We received a visit. Um, it was the second night, and they came to do a temperature drop, which is they come in with a thermometer, they go into a specific place of your apartment, not throughout the apartment, and check the, check the temperature. Now, most of us in public housing, what we do is we utilize the oven and stove for heat. So you're not going to get an accurate temperature of the apartment if you have no heat or it's just now coming Because people are doing what they can do to stay warm. To stay warm. And what was the temperature when folks came? Um, they said the temperature was, uh, what, 72? But like I stated, the oven and stove was... So if you turn the oven off, it would be below 60, do you think? or I'm not going to... You know, say below yeah, well, sixty, and, but and it's I think, definitely going to And I don't think we cold. should speculate. I mean, yeah. look, the pro- what what he is confirming that the process that we've put in place is is what he experienced. Now, again, Redfern had literally we would br- we would fix it; it would break six hours. Which later. is what happens with boilers in cold weather. People know that, right? Yes, except these are actually mobile boilers because the actual real boilers were flooded under eight feet of water, and so there is a there is six a, years ago. Yes, yes. and the, and the six work, years ago, and the work that we have been doing with both. FEMA, the state of New York, and the city of New York to deliver what is the largest FEMA allocation to any city is happening. It's actually happening. But when are they going to have, will they have new boilers by next winter? The, the, the construction is happening now. There will be new buildings uh, associated with those boilers. Um, it would absolutely be my hope that they have a new system by, by the winter, and we absolutely are pushing our contractor to try and make that happen. But this is a massive re-engineering of what is a 60-plus-year-old development, and something that we okay but knowing that you you're you're, okay so that kind of in my mind makes it even worse because for six years the boilers have been debilitated because of sandy and so knowing that knowing winter is coming councilman should there have been some kind of uh, an emergency plan in place and i think this is something that the city has to take a wider look there needs to be contingency plans you know we know every winter there's going to be challenges we know in the summer there are going to be challenges we have cooling centers in the summer um but one of the things night can do immediately is look at putting together a citywide protocol plan and and, and in NYCHA, in Redfern what we saw is those protocols break down. So the answer has to be how do we make sure, being that we're here now, how do we make sure going into next winter, even as the boilers are replaced and we're very grateful for that. Listen, this is a historic investment in Redfern, but until then, what is something Which is we our can tax money, which it should ground? be used exactly. for. Exactly. Um, but, but Glenn, yeah. Glenn, go ahead. Yes. I would like to um, ask, can we please have a plan with um, NYCHA and not an outside organization for a evacuation plan or a problem that we have such as because during Sandy a lot of people 
had to sleep on floors. They weren't treated properly because another organization came in and did the process. Right. And, and Office of Emergency Management, and I think, and I had conversations with them uh, over the past uh, few days, you know, it's something I think that can be tightened up. We did not see OEM necessarily on the ground. Are there things we can do, just basic things? Can we get radiated? I took a radiator out of my office and gave it to a senior. Uh, but, but, and, let me ask you the, but, but are there things we can Donovan, temporarily do Donovan, right now if we go out? Okay, but the, yeah. the, let's just, can we just talk about this ticket process? Because yeah. this is yeah. something but I didn't even know what it was all about until we we, we, we heard right. it. We right. heard it from right. everybody everywhere we went, and I wasn't even asking that question. Right. You raised concerns right. about the ticket process mm-hmm. and just how accurate it was. Right. Not that anybody's trying right. to right. cook the books, but right. it's just like it's right. just not and not then clear. And I think what we accurate. saw also is tickets were closed, and it might have been partial heat. So I think there has to be a more transparent, up to date, you know, real time. Perhaps, you know, whoever visited, their name needs to go on so we know who's actually visiting and we can hold those people accountable. Um, but we did see cases, and I saw, heard from constituent after constituent, my ticket closed. You know, even one constituent thought she was crazy because the tickets were being closed out and the heat was not on. So I think that there are things that NYCHA needs to look at internally. But I also think that, in my, in my opinion, we should also, uh, NYCHA has a lot to do. Totally, you know, and 100%. I think, and I think we should be looking at perhaps a 311 system so there's more accountability on the city. So that when people, some, and some people, right. did, uh, Chairman, could you explain that for us? Because some people mm-hmm. do call 311, other people call the 707 number with heat complaints in housing. How does, can you take us through yeah. the ticket process? I'm going to say a couple things. Okay. One, we restarted preventive maintenance at the housing authority in when when, when I came in. It had stopped, and, and you've been there for three years. I, I was appointed uh, February seventh, and right. I started in March, okay. um, and it had stopped. So a lot of these issues were probably mm-hmm. neglected, and and that is an unfortunate set of history. That is what we're dealing with right now. We restarted preventive maintenance, where we actually take apart our systems across the city. So that's one, two. Um, Everyone, the Office of Emergency Management, I had a team of licensed plumbers from the Department of Education working with us, was coordinated to try and respond to what, again, specific to Redfern, was a, was a series of very, very specific issues to the, to the issues there. To your point about it's been six years and we can have a separate conversation about the Sandy program, which I think is absolutely warranted, um, because we know of the fragile nature of the, of the boilers at Redfern, we have a 24-hour watch there. So literally I have a person who's standing there to, to anticipate if something goes wrong. We diagnose it and we then we had private contractors, we had staff. Again, lots of things to understand what went wrong here, but I think it's really important for, for your listeners and for your viewers to note is that you know for every you know, cold apartment, and that that is something that we should not stand for as a city. You know, there was an army of city workers, oftentimes NYCHA residents themselves, working to restore heat. The which which thing- is great, but 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 you know, coming on the heels of the whole lead paint issue and questions about that, and people not having faith in the NYCHA system or even in the city government in a lot of ways. How do you? What do you tell Glenn? Like he has no heat in his apartment. What can you do tonight? I, and I understand you're the visionary and you're looking long range and you have to deal with a lot of these bureaucratic things and slow federal money and which which the whole sandy thing like you said is another kind of quagmire in terms of finance but what about the individual people the kids that are going to sleep in redfern tonight that don't have heat that are under three or four blankets in sleeping bags wearing their 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 uh, coats or winter coats this is what just I to say, go to Lisa, sleep you know one is don't you want do you want to go is, out there, there and take a look on, and the, it, it it should not be 
that that is the standard for anyone in New York City and in, in this country. But what and can you has, do to fix so, it? Uh, what our work is, there are staff on site right now, services restored as I understand it as and right now. There are staff right now working to make sure that the repairs that we've made are holding. We are do, we're checking apartments. We're trying to find out if there are issues in unit, you know, if people have windows that aren't closing. So we're doing everything that we can do with the resources that we've also put in requests for additional resources from our partners in government, from the mayor's office, who's also been incredibly present throughout all of this. So that's what I would say to, 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 to Glenn and, and his family, but to let them know that there is no one that is not focused. So he's right going to have heat tonight when he goes he home. He have heat right now. So I'm sort of concerned about that. But, All right, so you we'll know, te- have him so text let's, her let's, in the break. Let's, let's understand. Glenn, what's Glenn what do you, what do you think? You're right hearing now. you're hearing a lot a lot being done, but what do you think? I'm hearing that. Um, what I'm hearing is you're not getting information from the ground. Um, you're not getting information from people that live where we live at. Um, that has to stop. You you really need to. We need to have uh, a better system as residents and uh, NYCHA employees to make this system better than what it is because it's our responsibility. I, com- I completely agree with you. Collectively with you. to right. make things better. Um, so the 24-hour watch, um, I went on Facebook Live a few times and there was no one there. Mm-hmm. We literally had uh, Miss Lisa come out and we had an additional HPT person. Housing implant technician. To our development to help out our current only heat technician that we had. Um, so one person is not going door to door to everyone's apartment as the statement that was released. No, was I have never said that people no, 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 individual say, apartments. Say, we don't have the capacity I didn't to do say that. You said it. I said the statement that was released uh-huh. was stated that individual apartments are being searched, and that was not we true. Do do Donovan, in, ter- in terms of this, the, the the other piece of this too, to to what Glenn is saying and to what the chairwoman is saying, your big picture, and we were on the streets mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. talking to people door to door, hearing the stories, is like there's still this there's still the this attitude that NYCHA is anyone living in housing is this separate universe from the rest of the city, when in fact that's not the case. D- are there ways that you think it could be better integrated and better, you know, woven into what resources the city has as well, so people don't have to suffer? I mean, we we saw mm-hmm. people, and you know, in, in mm-hmm. housing, there, there there's many elderly people, there are many people mm-hmm. with special needs kids or family members, and it's just it, it just adds to the stress. Listen, I think there are things we're prepared to do, and I think the the first thing immediately is one asking the mayor and the council to come together and figure out a billion dollar uh, increase in the budget to ensure that we are addressing. Boiler systems, period. Please. Also, like also looking at um, the amount of boiler technicians that NYCHA has, which I think the union came out yesterday and said there was a decrease in it. I don't know what, if it's the truth. I have not spoken to the chairwoman on it yet. But, it, but if it is true, that's something we need to address. You know, the city has to make it a priority. The administration has to say New York City residents in public housing should be treated with the same decency and dignity uh, as every other resident in New York City. And I, I, I do agree the administration believes that, but this is going to have to be a case where we put our money where our mouth is. And in this city budget coming up, this July 1st, we're passing a budget. I know, we but should I see a billion about, dollars. But I got I to gotta tell you, yeah. and, and I understand right. budgets because we, yeah. yeah. we all live by budgets, production budgets, yeah. work yeah. budgets, all kind of personal budgets, mm. all of that. I keep hearing budget, 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 but then 
I look at Glenn mm-hmm. and I think about what we saw when we were there at Redfern, right. what mm-hmm. at Twin Parks, you know, and at uh, yesterday there was some good news mm-hmm. in terms of Brooklyn mm-hmm. at Farragut because of the he came out in all the buildings. But it's just the the human it's suffering, right? You know, no, do we even know if anybody but, died? But, but do we the, even but, know if anybody but, died in a well, night well, apartment not even from just the cold? Dying, but just there the, were a lot emotion, of rumors, the emotional toll the and the sickness on children, the trauma, and it's like reliving Sandy for those of us who lived through it. But the point is, we keep saying budget because we can have all the great conversations in the world, Mm -hmm. but if there's no money, money says commitment. Right. And, and that's what I live by as a, as a legislator. You know, we can talk about playgrounds. We can talk about rebuilding, whatever. But, but put if your there's money no money, put, your but money. put the money where your mouth put is. Your money and I where think that's is. what we have to. All right. And we got, we got to put the money where and our mouth is. And let's make sure the money is spent on time okay. and spent on Donovan, we got to put our money where yeah. our mouth yeah, is exactly. right now. All right. This All right, is Street Soldiers. We'll be right back. Yeah, this is your boy Rolling Stone P. And make sure y'all check out the Street Soldiers with the beautiful Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about NYCHA and the crisis with heat and repairs. Joining us is the NYCHA chairperson, Shola Olatoye. Thank you so much Thank for being for with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. We appreciate it. Also with us is Donovan Richards, Jr. He's a New York City Council member uh, from Queens. He represents thousands of NYCHA residents. Thank you for being with us. Also with us is Glenn Collins. He's a tenant leader and president of Redfern Houses in Far Rockaway. Glenn, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, Chairperson Olatoye, have you been to every development in New York City? I have been to over 270 and counting. Um, so I think I have, a, you know, I have a little bit more to go. But um, I was out on Saturday all day with my team, um, both at some outages as well as at our command center. And you know, there were there were there were sort of three or four key things that we were doing. One was trying to get accurate information from on the ground, and I rec- that remains a challenge. Two was to make sure we had skilled people deployed with the right materials. Um, three was to understand, to your point, what's the human impact? What is the temperature in people's homes? Is there a center on site that can, we, that can be open? Can, four was, can we coordinate with our partners, OEM, Red Cross, um, other, other elected officials? So, you know, those were the sort of the, the, the really key four points that we were looking at at those these sort of these challenge developments Redfern being one another side up in the South Bronx and you know again I think the, the for the important thing for your viewers and your listeners to recognize is that you know this is not something to your point winter comes every year this is New York City it does people We've told done us preventive maintenance and you know we have worked to ensure that those areas where we know we have a failure we have staff ready to to address whatever those issues are. Okay, but are. that didn't happen in a lot of these cases. And so and what can you tell wrote, people like Glenn and his yeah. residents and, so and his what family? I said to, what I said to Glenn. And What's going to change next year? What's going to be different for next year for well, them? One, I love what Councilman Donovan Richards just put out there as a challenge, which is more resources because, Lisa, at the end of the day, it's you can have your press conferences, you can have your reports. You know, these buildings are 60 years old or older. And they did not get that way in four years. They require, it's just like your house or your car. And they require replacement and they require care and stewardship. Did we do everything perfectly? I would never say that. And there's obviously an improvement in to go dig deeper here at Redfern. But the reality here is we have a $17 billion capital need 
and counting. And we have a federal government that has completely walked away from federal, from public housing. Which we and know. So we, we know we're is, not depending on Washington is, for that. What kind of city do we want for the one in 14 Don, New Yorkers? Donovan, what, what about in terms of without billions of dollars? What things do you see can be done? Because when we did after mm-hmm. Sandy hit mm-hmm. Hot 97 Street mm-hmm. Soldiers, we did a major relief effort with the New York mm-hmm. Knicks, mm-hmm. with a lot of the community mm-hmm. organizations mm-hmm. and churches there mm-hmm. for the residents who were and those mm-hmm. in public housing. Mm-hmm. There were no elevators. There was yep, no yep, electricity. Yep. It was bad. But so there is a there is a very strong community network yeah, there. Absolutely. So what do you think can be done? I think immediate things. So just as I took For the example, heat out of my office, like, you know, we could make sure at the very least we're at least giving a resident a heater, right, to make sure that they could at least have heat in one room, at least until the, the issue is dealt with. I think making sure that there are more resources on the ground to really get to apartments. And I know NYCHA is overtaxed, but there has to be organizations like the Red Cross, OEM, and others that can step in, making sure people have bla- basics, but maybe why blankets. Isn't there, maybe but, but Glenn, is there, you know, is there any kind of network or communication or like calling, you know, like they do for the schools, the calling tree or the reverse calling, anything for you as the, as the president of Redfern, as the tenant leader, if there's an emergency and we understand NYCHA is overtaxed and underfunded, but is there a way for you to say, okay, let me call up Reverend so-and-so, maybe he's keeping the church basement open and they're going to let all the kids go over there or we're going to have the seniors go to this location, we're going to help you. Is there anything like that? Not not, for, not trying to be funny or anything like that because um, remember when these things happen, these would be after business hours, so we wouldn't have no choice but to call a 707 number. Or call me. It's important to note that because most yeah. people don't realize that is that we operate on an eight to four schedule, and so and that is frankly a reality of our workforce and, our, and of the work rules that were required. And so everything that happens afterwards is an emergency, is extra, is very expensive. Despite that, we went, We knew January 4th that the temperatures were going to be record, and we had teams in place in addition to our partners at OEM and the DOE to help. So, look, uh, lots of issues to understand at Redfern specifically. I think, you know, your question about what's the civic engagement is a really interesting one, and the Red Cross actually has trained a number of residents in Coney Island specifically around being emergency prepared um, ambassadors, and we've partnered with them to do that. Um, OEM has its CERC program, CERT program mm-hmm. that works specifically with residents. All of these things are resources that the city uh, uh, offers. Can we can we do better to make sure residents know about them? Absolutely. We also need residents to take advantage of the information that's there, whether it is calling the 707 number, which I know people are frustrated by. Very but frustrated. I, but, yes. but is the only way that I have information about what's happening locally. We do not have smart buildings. Our 10-year strategic plan that put that we released in 2015 said we need smart buildings. Borough, Pre- Borough President Eric, Eric Adams, Adams with the these heat seekers let's do, with these little devices have, exactly. yep. in the apartments you know so you know. Great idea. We have some and we need $160 million more to make sure they're in all of our units. We have we we have it. We're ready. You're ready. To, I'm ready to partner with him to make that happen. But does it bother you that's not, that, that a person like Glenn who's committed to his community, who's committed to helping his neighbors, who's like the mayor out there, everybody knows him. Uh, we saw that for ourselves when we were there with our Fox 5 camera. It's Shouldn't he have somebody at NYCHA or shouldn't he have somebody that he can call or that he could have called over the weekend and said, listen, you know, the people are here. It's the weekend. They're not going to work. They're not going to school. They need some place to go or some or even getting like the emergency blankets they give out at the New York City Marathon. I mean, simple little things when you're in crisis mean a big deal. And it says you care. 
It says you care. Yeah. And, and, and it might be minor. A like blanket, I don't think, would have resolved the issue necessarily. But it, it would have been a nice touch to say that, you know, somebody really is taking interest someone's in top hair. plight well, in someone's well, and hair. So, and it's hard. And like I said, we can't put everything on them. But the city does have a responsibility. OEM, whether we have to tap into other agencies and organizations, but there needs to be more of a contingency Coordination. Plan. And coordination, because it's going to happen again. This issue is not going away anytime soon. And so yeah. what I would say, to, to answer your question, Lisa, is, again, you know, People not having heat is not unacceptable, and, and it is also the law, and, and that the rest of the city was also struggling with this as well. So one, I would say, you know, we have to do some work specifically at Redfern. Two, I would say we have to, you know, continue to coordinate with our city partners. And three, I'd say we need money, and we need money to fix these buildings, and we need money to ensure that people have consistent service. Can we be better in communication? Absolutely. To your point, is there someone he can call? Yes. And in fact, there were many conversations that he had with Does he have with, a number for somebody in your office he can call now? I'm, I don't know that. You have to no. ask him, but I'd be happy to share that. You know, I, I have been, you know, incredibly accessible to my residents, people calling me at all times of the night. And, you know, people need help. Um, I was going to say, and <laughs> Councilman Richards, you know, included. Okay, but and so Glenn's going to have a direct line to absolutely. you. Absolutely. That, that, that isn't the Because we're going to check on that. But, that. but that isn't the issue, Lisa. The issue here is Well, no, I think it is the issue. I think the issue is that people feel, people on the, what you're calling on the ground, people who are living through this suffering, it's very real. But Lisa, and they I need cannot to, and, flip and, the switch. At the at the furnace at the furnace or the boiler at Red Fern. What I need to have happen is for federal money to move fast, so I can replace that boiler and ensure that those 1,700 residents have consistent heat. That is the job. That's the challenge of anyone in this seat. That's the job. Right, and I'm I understand you're the big picture yeah. person, but but in turn again, I come picture. back to that's real. That's but money come, to turn on a on a boiler. But in terms of the human, I mean, I come back to the human element in communication. When people at Red Fern feel like they're completely on their own, even though, yeah, there is that emergency command post there that they run into because they don't want to, you know, like they don't want to talk to anybody, which I'm sure they get an earful if they do. But it, it, it's not the point is the help, the help and the access and the communication from the ground up. I understand as an executive, that's your your job is to oversee everything and be big picture. But as a human being, doesn't that bother you more than 60,000 people without heat over the weekend? I don't know about those numbers, but I, what you I will don't, tell those you, are your numbers. I, you said ten percent of night just there were, there were approximately fifteen thousand heating complaints, and what I said is over you know over ninety percent of our residents had consistent heat. Look, I have always which is led, your number ten percent is sixty thousand. I have always led with. There are one in 14 New Yorkers who rely on NYCHA for home. It right. is our responsibility. It is my responsibility to ensure but that. But do you feel we bad do about it? Of course. Of course we do. Of course. And, and everyone who was working, who was talking to both Glenn and the myriad other residents were there working in frigid conditions to try and make it work. We was understand. It, but it, these people are living in frigid. Could, you keep so saying Lisa, they're working. They're me. doing their. Wait a minute. Hold on one second. Because this is annoying me a little bit. They're working. You keep saying the workers are doing this great job in the frigid condition, which I'm sure they're doing the best that they can and they're understaffed, but they're getting paid. That's their job. What about people like Glenn and his family and the, the thousands of other people? This is their home. Yes. They have no place else to go. They're just trying to and live and to they're be- paying rent. They're technically the customer. And we do. And, and we should and we must do better. 
And, and so just to, to respond to your question, doesn't it make me feel bad? Of course, I want people to be able to have heat. And so one of... But the I don't hear you saying that. I don't. I mean, I hear you saying it officially. I don't hear you saying like, you know what? I'm going to make sure next year, next year we don't have these kind of numbers if we get a cold spell. We could get another cold spell the end of we January or February. Will. And the challenge for us is going to make sure to be to ensure that our communication, to your point, and that the coordination with our city partners is is better and improves. So Are you doing anything with, to coordinate with the city partners? Absolutely. Like OEM? I, like I was the on the phone with Commissioner Esposito several times this weekend. I was on the phone with the head of the Red Cross this weekend. I was on the phone with Councilman Richards this weekend. So, you know, this is this is both personal, but it's also, it is our responsibility to make sure that people have safe and clean and connected homes. So absolutely, is it is it acceptable? No. And and I and I and I just I take issue a little bit with the sense that people aren't working. Are are they working? I'm not are, saying are they're they not working. working. I'm saying they they're getting hard? paid for a job. And and you can't you that's not equivalent in my book to somebody who's paying to live there and not having not having basic human services. It's not the same thing. A third of our employees are actually NYCHA residents. So that's the first thing, right? A lot okay. of these folks have a very very unique unique perspective on what it's like which to is be a great. New York City which housing is resident. Great. And so they, you know, they, I saw folks, you know, knocking on doors. I was with folks knocking on doors at 830 Eagle Avenue who, you know, were checking baseboards. I was checking baseboards. And, 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 that, and that care and concern and, you know, whether or not we like everyone who shows up at the door is a different issue. But, but we absolutely have to do better. We have to understand specifically what happened at Redfern. And we have to work together as a city to say this is not what we want for our city. And we're going to deliver the resources to make sure that the people who are getting paid to do their job have the resources to do it and to ensure that you have you know, consistent service and heat for your families. Glenn? Well, that's, that's all we ever ask for, transparency from, from NYCHA. You know, um, we have, you know, uh, dockets of emails where we don't get a response from anyone but the councilman's office, um, where um, if he doesn't respond... You know, if he didn't respond, they wouldn't respond. You know, so we're we're just looking for, um, we're just really looking for answers um, on why we have to endure these conditions for so long. And action. Um, Well, you can see action. You know, like action can actually be seen. We 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 can we can look forward to that. because action is not something that you can speak about. Action is actually doing something and making things happen and pushing forward to something. So we just want to be at the front lines, at the front table, when people make a decision for us that don't live there. That's, 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 that's our request. We, we are really feeling left out. For instance, NYCHA investors, you know, in, in, in issues with the NYPD, they, um, they invest in Verizon, Spectrum, where is our investment as residents? You know, like, w- w- what are you investing into us? For instance, you made a, a statement about the windows. I can contest to from Redfern to Hamels. You open your window, you close your window from the bottom, the top opens. So, you know, we, we ain't even asked you for, you know, we wasn't asking for windows during the cold. We was just asking for heat and hot water. But, um... This has been going on for years. But Literally. do you feel any hope? I mean, it, it, we not, do have to give, we have to future. give Chairperson Olatoye credit for oh, for coming no, to the panel, no question. knowing that she was going to be facing some tough questions. No question. And everyone at NYCHA will understand that she is not a mechanic. She is not the person that's going there to actually take apart the boiler, fix it, things like that. Um, but 
you know, you are the gatekeeper to answers, to action, to employees, and you are a bigger threat to anyone in NYCHA, you know, so we don't... Um, Sorry, what do you mean I'm a bigger no, threat? No, like, your your voice is bigger fire than oh, ours. Okay. <laughs> and you can like, fire people. I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, okay. Wait, am I... Am I, am I, am I, I you, you mean in terms of having power and power, influence. Right, 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 right. You, okay. The most influential. And people do things that you put a ticket in for. Right, exactly. So um, your leadership dictates how we as residents will proceed from here on out because we are having a track record. A lot of people may not know who you are. A lot of people may not have heard Well, they will now. You, but <laughs> The streets will now. <laughs> Our responsibility is to make sure that our message gets across to you and whoever you are speaking to hears that message because you are the voice of us when we're not privy to those board meetings. Well, the board meetings are public, so you should be there. But one, I will just say, and we were reminiscing about this in the green room, Redfern was one of the first developments that I visited when I when I began yes, four years got ago. And, 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 and so, and we were looking at, you know, where the work, where the where the status of the work was, et cetera. And, and so, you know, I, I both start with and begin with the residents, always. That, that has always informed, you know, the work that we, that I've charged the organization to do. There is no question that we are in the midst of a turnaround effort, right? To your point, this didn't. This is this is 30 years of dis- disinvestment, as well as perhaps a lack of strategic direction and management. So here we are, and we are peeling back those issues and and putting forward a plan that says, here's how we can ensure that we can be a better op- a better property manager and landlord. Here's how we can be a better partner to your question about how, who, how are we investing in residents. We put 7,000 residents to work last year. That's double than what we did the year before. Specifically on the peninsula, over 200 residents are employed either. Okay, so there has been progress, so but people project, are still cold. And, and, and look, there is there is more work to be done, Lisa, and I think that this show and your, your viewers and your listeners are hearing that. I hope they also hear someone who cares and is, and is working both personally with our elected officials and with our residents to to advocate for every single dollar that this that this agency needs in order to ensure that you Glenn and your family have heat as well as everyone that isn't that is a basic right and that is what our job should be and we we have to do better and then okay so we're, we're just about out of time for this the do you feel confident you're gonna have a number here he'll have a number in your office Absolutely. a direct line to somebody that he can speak to Absolutely. Um, I definitely, okay. I definitely, I definitely feel open. I definitely feel, um, <clears throat> I, I feel a little insured, but you know, I'm speaking on behalf of residents as well, not just myself. So, um, only the future can dictate how we will have this relationship. So I look forward to having an open relationship, um, be able to call you, speak to you and let you know, um, our, our, uh, community grievances. What's really going on on the ground? Yeah, what's really going on on the ground? And I think you know, once again, we'll be judged on how uh, these contractors get this 124 million dollars spent. And you know, God willing, you know, the timeline is FY is next year, 2019. I hope this time next year, 
or before then, we're talking about a new boiler system there. Let's see. Maybe it's time for. Maybe it's time for. And just to get to your question on hope, like you know, there's there there is some hope in the air, and I think people, residents, do feel that on the ground. Just that we need to see in this particular That's uh, predicament that so it happens now, it. and it and needs to be. What's yeah. the alternative yeah. if you don't have and hope? What's the alternative? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I have hope. We may have to do a street soldiers town hall on the ground in Redford. I'd love yeah. to do soon. That. We are okay, open great, to it. great. We'll we'll make that happen. Let's make that happen. Um, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Rotimi. You're listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about the NYCHA crisis, no heat, and a lot of the developments during some of the coldest days of the year and of decades here in New York City. Joining me, Donovan Richards, Jr. He's a New York City council member, a Democrat from Queens, represents thousands of NYCHA residents. Donovan, great to have you on the Thank show. Thank you. Honored to be on Street Soldiers. Thank you. And also with us is Glenn Collins. He's a tenant leader and president of Redfern Houses in Far Rockaway. Uh, Glenn, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. In terms of the problems that you see, Donovan, in terms of the system itself, do you think they even know how many people were without heat? I don't think there was actually actually an accurate depiction because, you know, as we heard from the chairwoman, you know, there was a warming center. There was a huge disconnect either with her staff giving her accurate information or just malfeasance there. And, um, you know, we have to get to the bottom line of this. I know the Department of Investigation just uh, announced they're launching an investigation into Redfern this morning. Um, So we're going to get a lot more information and a lot more light on what actually happened on the ground. Were there people giving misinformation purposely? And I, I would hope that there was no one there who was intentionally closing out tickets and giving misinformation. But to were them. you getting confused with the calls that you were getting from people? Like there, there was, was no just confusion a, on my part because I trust my residents. I've no, but I mean in terms of what they're saying, you yeah, know, we yeah, had heat, it went off, saying, it came back, was, it came right. On. So like you know, I think it's funny because I got into like I normally try to refrain from getting into Twitter wars, but Knight just actually had sent like a tweet that the heat was back on, and literally like 13 minutes before there were residents saying my heat is out again. So I had to respond like you know twitter fingers way in in getting um retweeting back to nitra this is a screen screenshot of the heat not being on so there was misinformation happening and there's a huge disconnect from 250 broadway to what's going on actually on the ground and i think that we have to mend that gap and i hope at the very least that this investigation shows that communication has to be better in these instances. Glenn, Glenn in terms, give us an idea of what this cold spell was like for the majority of residents at Redfern. Just well, give it like day to day. It was, um, it was, it, it was horrifying because you got to understand you have residents that don't, don't live with anyone. You know, you have seniors, you have people that don't have anybody to depend on. And another thing was no one came to check on anyone. So there was no checking on well-being of, of the residents mm-hmm. or anything like that. So a lot of people did feel disrespected. Um, other than the freezing temperatures, is is basically the norm, what people expect from um, public housing. And it needs to be a system. You know, we should know... Uh, Janet Jackson in apartment 1F is a senior who needs to be checked on. So the Department of Aging, OEM, they should know that they need to go into but particular apartments to check on the most vulnerable. But, so even the, but everybody deserves right, heat, right. but especially for 
people with children like Janet Jackson, who I just named, or seniors who are the most vulnerable, how did we know these people were alive? How did we know Ex- that the cold did not exactly. you know, take, take them? Take a life. Frigid weather? I mean, I drove through the blizzard. You couldn't. I, I mean, it, you, don't you, know, know. you don't know what it is. But Glenn, in terms of your family, tell, tell us, you know, you hopefully will have heat. But do we know if you got the heat back on or there's, they're saying the heat's coming back on or what's the situation? Um, it's just partial. You know, like like we met um, the young lady in the building where an apartment where her actual ceiling, you can see the neighbor's floor through her ceiling on the third floor. Um, it, was, it, was, it was just like that. So everybody can't sleep in the kitchen, you know. So if you just got heat in the living room and you don't have heat in the bedrooms, you don't have sufficient heat because the number one problem is it's actually literally in the walls as well. It's not just the boiler system. Right. None of the buildings, as the chairperson said, have been upgraded for over 60 years. So. What do you think about what you said about blaming this on this, you know, Sandy money not coming? That was like six more than six years ago. From my understanding, the Sandy money is here. It's just not um, actually it just recently started being spent. Right, yeah. And, and the wow. approval just is came that- through for Redfern. So I sit on the, the Resiliency Committee as well and Public Housing Committee of the Council. And, you know, the, the honest thing is, you know, we have an administ- a Trump administration who does not give, and, and not just Trump, prior to him. I mean, Even we could talk Obama about the Obama administration, administration. Gonna- we could talk about the Bush administration. There it was wasn't no a sound investments. There was no priority for individuals who help run this city and who deserve quality housing. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. City Council Member Donovan Richards Jr. and Glenn Collins, attendant leader, thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate it. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.